Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And the Calgary Flames have won the Stanley Cup! We're the winners! We're the winners! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! Yeah, baby! Hello, Flames fans. Welcome to episode three of Blasty's Corner. I am your host, Grant Chung. No Chris today. He is on a business trip, but uh, he should be back with us for Monday's episode. So we'll keep this one on the short side, I would say. Two games the Flames have played so far this week against the Oilers on Monday the 4th and against the Winnipeg Jets uh, just a little bit ago. I'm recording this on Wednesday night, of course. And both losses. I mean, unfortunate. You know, both games we were outshot by the competition in the first period of that Flames-Oilers uh, game, I was pretty hopeful that uh, we'd pull it through. I mean, 2 nothing after the first goals by Matthew Kachuk and a absolute snipe from Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, he did not play in the second period, or maybe he played for a little bit, but he got injured and left the game uh, after the second period where Elias Lindholm scored a goal as well. But, of course, the Oilers came back to score four straight unanswered goals, all on Jacob Markstrom, who ended up playing the whole game. Uh, made 31 saves on 35 shots. And again, we were outshot 35 to 29. That seems to be a pretty big theme over the course of this preseason. We've been outshot by our opponents uh, relatively uh easily I guess well not even easily but just that's that I mean you look at tonight's game too against the Jets 40 shots on goal uh, for the Jets versus 18 for the Flames you know it's just not good enough you know we made a nice comeback I mean we did score two in the second to tie it up before the third period and uh, but even even heading right into the third period there the Jets were all over us I mean it could be argued that uh, we had our backup playing and Daniel and he played a pretty good game to be very honest with you you know he he let in uh i mean the the ehlers goals were just absolute snipe shows as well uh just that guy man does he nikolai ehlers look good this year 
just the speed and and the the quickness of his shot is very very impressive to watch and he's just you know he's firing on all cylinders um the josh morrissey goal kind of was a soft one for vladar but the the other two by by ehlers you can't really blame the goalie on that one i mean man he made 37 saves on 40 shots good for a 925 save percentage he gave the he gave the boys uh, a chance to win and they just couldn't uh they couldn't they couldn't pull it through you know it was it was unfortunate of course one of them was a power play goal too that that third game winner by um or the game winning goal by Nikolai Ehlers was came on the power play the flames did tie it with uh 28.8 seconds to go in the third period to try to force overtime but it was determined that Matthew Kachuk had uh knocked the puck down with a high stick which after looking at the review uh at the replay it he did it was over the shoulder fair call i suppose uh but in a game where blake coleman played his first suited up for his first game for the flames in the preseason uh ended up with an assist on the night 14 penalty minutes he was his usual uh hard to play against self uh he he went in for a pretty big um hit uh, a boarding penalty actually on uh on Jansen Harkins, actually, he did that in the second, uh, six seventeen into the second, and then he actually got a misconduct uh, against Jansen Harkins as well. So maybe maybe they've uh, had a had a run in with each other earlier on in his. Uh, well, I don't know. He he wouldn't have really played him last year, uh, being in Tampa. So I don't know. Maybe from junior days, something. Maybe maybe there was something going on, or maybe they just rubbed each other the wrong way. I mean, Coleman did give him a pretty good crunch down in Blasty's corner there. Uh, it was Harkins had tripped going into Blasty's corner and uh, was trying to get up to get the puck, and he was on one knee. Coleman came in to finish his check and just sandwiched him right into the boards there for that boarding penalty. So that could have been where the beef was coming from. 14 minutes of penalties for Blake Coleman. Uh, he looked good out there. You know, he was playing on a line with uh, Kachuk and Elias Lindholm. And uh, that's probably going to be our top line going into the season. Uh, you know, Coleman, we've mentioned off the hop uh, of this of this podcast that he's likely going to be in the top six. I can't see him moving to the third or fourth line. I mean, that's just not what we brought him in here for. And, uh, of course, with now with Johnny Gaudreau, injured we don't really know what's going on he definitely Blake Coleman will definitely play on that top line for sure um leaving Johnny Gaudreau Sean Monaghan and Andrew Mangiapane probably as a second line we haven't seen too much of that in the preseason uh but with two games left expect to see the uh main roster start playing in the last two games here Daryl Sutter already said from the beginning of training camp that he wants this team to really get going from the first game so yeah roster update this happened on sunday so quite a little bit ago um the flames uh, have sent top prospects yakapelche and dustin wolf along with a bunch of well we'll just go through it matthias matthias uh petterson martin pospisil ryan francis adam ruzicka all assigned to the ahl nick de simone Kevin Gravel, Matthew Phillips, and Andy Walensky were placed on waivers uh, for being assigned to Stockton. They have all since cleared. So now the Flames have 31 players remaining at camp. 
three goalies, 10 defensemen, 18 forwards. At least eight of them will have to go. I mean, we need uh, 23 maximum players for the roster to be to be compliant going into the season. So there are some intriguing, very intriguing roster battles that are that are coming up. I mean, we talked about Oliver Shillington. I believe he deserves a chance to be there. If we can get Eric Goodbranson down, uh, that would be ideal. Speaking of Eric Goodbranson, let me just, I mean, I watched uh, in within like a two-minute span, maybe not even two minutes, but it was, it was kind of ridiculous. You see Eric Goodbranson, he's trying to clear the puck out of the zone, throws it right at Brad Richardson's face. He was trying to go off the boards, I suppose, but I mean, it looked kind of high too. It was sailing over. It looked like it might have sailed over the it was in danger of being sailed over the the boards for a delay of game but nope it found brad richardson's face he ended up having to go off the ice with an injury but luckily he was able to come back but there's erica branson for you and then literally a minute later you see nikita zadorov we have a scramble in front of the net trying to get a goal uh hellebuck is down and out and uh the puck squeaks out to the side of the net and you know instead of trying to go around Zador, um Nikolai Ehlers he cross checks him for no reason right in front of the referee even though they issued I mean it wasn't really a warning but the referees issued a statement saying that they would crack down on cross checking and here you are friggin just in front of the like nobody's around you the puck isn't near him you're in front of the ref and right to the numbers, just knocks Ehlers down and then has the audacity to wonder why a penalty is being called. Well, buddy, that that is that's a cross check, man. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Go get the puck. Why are you going after the uh, frustrating, frustrating minute to watch um, of? Yeah, Eric Badbranson, Nikita Zadorov. I know we are harping on these guys, but. You know, you you, you kind of have to think about that when you're looking at how this roster shapes up. You know, Oliver Shillington deserves to be in there. Yuso should be in there every night. I mean, I know he's not looking like his usual self, but hey, the only way he's going to get out of that is if you let the kid play. So let the guy play. Keep Michael Stone as a seventh defenseman just because he's always got to be the seventh defenseman, apparently, whenever Brad Trelliving's in charge. And then uh, I don't care if it's bad ad- ma- asset management. It was a bad signing. 1.95, we got to swallow it now. So keep that guy off the ice. He does not need to be there. Uh, keep Shillington and Yuso in the, in the rotation and let Michael Stone jump in whenever one of those guys needs a night off. That's that's how I would like to envision this, our defense pairings going forward into the season. Walker Dewar is making a name for himself. I mean, he's really impressed uh, Daryl Sutter with the uh, six, big six foot two right winger. Um, pretty heavy on, uh, plays a pretty heavy game. You know, he's, uh, I mean, he's just the ideal uh, Daryl Sutter player, isn't he? I mean, six foot two, uh, over 200 pounds. Uh, he's got the size and the speed. He's not going to score or wow you with his skill, but, you know, if, if he moves his feet and tracks pucks down, you know, that's all, uh, you know, Daryl Sutter really wants him to do. So that's going to be, you know, that's that's what you're, that's what's expected of you on the third, fourth line. So um, can he battle out a spot over guys like, 
Brett Ritchie or Brad Richardson, perhaps, right? Richardson has never played a full 82 games in his career. He's uh, often injured. So it's, uh, it's, it's a good bet that this kid will have a, um, a good chance to, to make the roster. Even if he doesn't make the roster right away, there's probably a good chance that we'll see him come up. Him and Glenn Godden, of course, those two are, the, uh, I think, the guys that will earn the call-ups uh, coming into the season here. So, yeah, I mean, uh, two games gone by. Uh, I, I guess we could talk about, I mean, I, I didn't see, I'm going to be honest, I didn't see the Chris Tanev trip on Connor McDavid. And I know everybody's saying that Connor is, I, I don't want to say he's being a baby about it, but I guess some people are, are, are saying that he's being a baby about it. And, I mean, he can be. But I, I think he's got a point. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't want what happened to him a few years ago with Mark Giordano in the last game of the season to happen again, you know? Like, he is the best player in the NHL. I got to give him that. So the game is better with him on it, in it, than if he were injured with a stupid injury like that. But uh, yeah, at the same time, you know, you got to fight for your space. So... Uh, if Chris Tanev doesn't want to give you that space, maybe go around. But, you know, whatever. It is it is what it is. It's done. Uh, it, that's just, you know, his his way of, of trying to get penalties called for him. And he does get the penalties drawn when he's in the regular season. I think he's just pissed that he didn't get any penalties drawn in the postseason. So I see where he's coming from. But at the same time, just just play the game. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll take a quick break right now, and then when we come back, we'll talk about some other stuff that's going on in the league. Sit tight. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode of Blasty's Corner is brought to you by DraftKings. Hockey is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your province yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any hockey game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome back, everybody, to Blasty's Corner, providing the latest update on the hashtag free Jack situation, the Jack Eichel situation going on in Buffalo. 
it sounds like uh, I'm not going to say there's gaining traction, but it does sound like now that Jack and his team are getting results from the MRIs and are better able to release the medical information to the teams that are interested, uh, it does sound like there may be some rumblings in the trade market now, uh, now that teams are actually seeing what's going on uh, in the case of Jack's medical condition. Uh, it does sound like that might be the grease in the wheels to try to get something moving along the lines of a trade. They are still hopeful that something can come out of it. So for the sake of hockey and for the sake of Flames fans, uh, worrying about whether Jack Eichel will end up a flame. Let's hope this situation gets resolved quickly. The best thing for the league is for Jack Eichel to continue to play. And the faster this trade happens, the faster we get to see him back on the ice, hopefully in a Flames jersey. Who knows? But uh, yeah, we'll see how everything shakes out there. Uh, regarding the Robin Lanner situation, super, super proud and uh, just in awe of of Robin Lehner. What an absolute rock star this guy is. Um, calling out the NHL and, and the NHL Players Association for not just how they handled the Jack Eichel situation, but also how teams deal with their medical conditions uh, with the... I mean, you, you got to look at Robin Lehner's tweets to really get what he's trying to say um, but he's, you know, trying to make the game, make the league safer for the younger players coming into it. Um, he doesn't want what happened to him over his career, particularly in Buffalo, where he claims they messed up his ankle with their treatment plan, uh, which, of course, sheds light on how they're kind of messing up Jack Eichel's treatment plan. Uh, but you know the the fact that he's revealing all of this he's had some he's been encouraged with talks uh with the talks that he's had with the NHL uh, and the NHL players association and it sounds like the rest of those meetings are going to go on behind closed doors which is fair i mean you know you you want to you don't want to do everything out in public uh even though i'm sure there are some people who are calling for it just so that you know the league can be actually transparent but at the same time you're already going to have difficulty getting two people to agree in a single room, let alone millions of people trying to have their say in something that they don't fully know the extent uh, to the extent that the pe the parties involved know about. So uh, probably best to keep that behind closed doors. I look forward to seeing what comes out of this. I think it's extremely important for the game. A lot of the times, uh, people don't see hockey as, you know, the, the people who say, oh, these athletes should just shut their mouths and play hockey. No, 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 no. These are human beings. They're not just players. They're not just team. They're not property for the team. These are human beings who have friends. They have families. They have kids. Like, they are their own people. They're, they're humans. They have a life after hockey. It's not all about hockey. And it, it's about time that people begin to understand that. Um, I'm sure there are people who are kind of uh, have known that from the beginning uh, when they started liking hockey. But it's, it, I feel like a lot of times people are just too focused on sport being a sport. 
when it's so much more than that. It's it's a sense of community. It 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 can stand for something. And I understand that some people watch sports to get away from politics. I generally do that, but at the same time, we have to recognize that these athletes have platforms and they have millions of people looking up to them. So, you know, they they can't just keep their mouths shut and play the game, especially when there are human rights issues that are going on that need to be addressed. So very, very proud of Robin Leonard for speaking out and having the courage to come out and say something like that. It's not easy, right, to to have all these eyes, all this attention on you. And he's done it, in my opinion, admirably. Uh, so kudos to Robin Leonard. Keep doing what you're doing, man. That's just awesome for, for the league. Um, it's just better for the players. And that's really what this game should be all about. It's about the players, right? It's not about the owners who dump the money in to win champion. Like the players are the guys who are putting their careers and their lives on the line so that us as fans can share that moment of celebration when they lift that Stanley Cup. That's the that's the whole thing here. So um, players deserve respect. Let's give them the respect that they deserve. And, uh, you know, that starts with treating them properly when they have injuries. But I digress. I've, I've gone on long enough about that. I said we were going to keep this short, so we're going to keep it short. And uh, we'll hopefully have Chris back on for Monday's episode. But until then, happy Turkey Weekend, everybody up in Canada. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. And we'll enjoy your turkey dinners. Enjoy your time with your families and uh, all the people that you're thankful for. And we will talk to you on Monday after the Flames' last preseason game against the Winnipeg Jets right here at home in Calgary. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Blasties Corner and at Hockey Pod Net as well. We'll talk to you on Monday. Gobble, gobble. Go Flames, go. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Pod Net. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.